Nationally ranked academics and a 94% job placement rate are hallmarks of an Ohio Northern University education. Polar Preview Day is November 9th. Visit onu.edu for details. You're listening to Kingdom Authority with your host, Dancia J. Morris, on Kingdom Empower Incorporated. We're here to educate, motivate, and elevate your mind, body, and spirit. If you have questions or comments, or just want to talk to your host, you can call in at 646-668-2413, or listen in online at landministries.com. And now, here's your host. Dancia J. Morris. Good evening, good evening, and thank you so much for joining the Kingdom Authority broadcast. I am your host, Reverend Dancia Jones Morris. Listen, I'm so excited to be here with you all on tonight. This is definitely the day that the Lord has made, and we all should rejoice and be glad in it, glad, happy, excited, anticipating what God is going to do and what we can give unto him. It's about taking authority, kingdom authority, in your territory as God has graced you and given you. He's given us spiritual gifts, and we are to utilize those gifts to uplift the body of Christ. It's about kingdom building. I'm telling you, if anything I know in my life, that everything that God gives us, he wants us to share it with someone. And so on tonight, I am challenging each and every one of you that are listening, and thank you for coming on to the Kingdom Authority broadcast. I'm challenging you to take what God has given you and bless somebody else. I'm telling you it will be a blessing to you in your life, and you will not regret it. Listen to me, people of God. And, and those who are saying, you know, I want to come into this kingdom, but I don't always understand it, and why do I have to give away um, all these different things? I'm telling you, you cannot, and people have said it many years, you definitely can't beat God giving. You give, he's going to give to you, but it's multiplied. I'm, it's a serious factor here. He will multiply what you give him. Now, that may not always be the way you think it should be, but his thoughts are not our thoughts, and neither are his ways our ways. I'm telling you, they're higher and above, and he wants us to elevate our thinking. I'm excited about tonight's guest, a dear old friend, Pastor Demetrius Colbert, and I'm so glad the Lord has allowed our paths to cross again. Listen, Pastor Colbert is coming on tonight, and we're go- I'm going to make sure he has time to talk about this subject. It's one of my favorite scriptures he's also going to talk about, and it's one of the scriptures I um, memorized in college to, to get me through college, and I, I, I stayed on this scripture, so I'm excited what he's going to share on tonight, and I know it's going to be a blessing. Let's pray. Father, we just thank you. We certainly honor you and bless you. There is no body like you. You are our God. You are the God. You are Jehovah, and you're the sustainer, and you created uh, everything. You created all mankind. We bless you on this evening, this wonderful afternoon. This is definitely your day, and we will be glad, and we will rejoice because you are our God. Mm -hmm. We humbly submit unto you, Father. This particular hour, Lord, I lift up Pastor Demetrius Colbert right now and his family, but in particularly him right now, Lord, as he covers and dives into this this topic, Father. I pray for ears to be open, hearts to be open in the name of Jesus. Lord, block out anything that is not like you. Block out anything, God, that will prohibit your word from going forth and reaching the hearts of men, women, boys, and girls. Thank you for that dear soul over in West Ghana right now who needs to hear this word. Thank you for that soul, God, that's down in the southern part of the United States that needs to hear that word. I don't know who they are, Father, but you know. So, Lord, I pray 
that you will just continue to lift up Pastor Demetrius Colbert, Father, and let him dive deep into your word. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. All right, well, let's just get right into this. We have um, Pastor Demetrius Colbert of Vertical Church Phoenix, and I am super excited that he's here on tonight. Pastor, I'm just going to let you um, greet the people and go into however the Lord leads you and how you have prepared. So I'm giving you the floor at this time. Wonderful. So once again, thank you so much, uh, Reverend Morris, for allowing me uh, to be on your program and share in this wonderful platform that, again, that the Lord has provided for you. I'm always humbled uh, just as a son of God, as a child of God, when someone invites me to share um, and, and be a part of something, I'm always humbled for that. And uh, I learned that early on in life, uh, that these invitations are just to uh, continue to make sure that God is glorified through our lives and what we do. So once again, thank you so much for allowing me to be on, which is the second time. So I either did something really, really good uh, the first time. <laughs> I'm grateful for, for, for that. Uh, either way, it's, it's a blessing to be with you sincerely, and uh, I'm grateful tonight. And I kind of want to just kind of just give a, a, a small uh, introduction in, into where I am right now, and it'll make sense then for what I'm going uh, to attempt to do my best at sharing tonight um, with a few texts um, out of uh, the Bible here. And so um, let me just begin by, by saying that I've, I've been on this journey. I've been on this, this journey um, for the past, I'm going to say, 15, 16 months. And the journey uh, for me has really been one of, I've really been seeking not a deeper meaning of of, of God and, and my relationship with God, but I have as a, as a pastor and someone who has to regularly preach and lead people and try to move a group of people into understanding the knowledge and wisdom and deal with their lives, I've been seeking this understanding of uh, a lot of the challenges that we have in our culture and a lot of the things that I see in our culture. And one of the challenges that I saw in, in, within our culture is that for the believer uh, we were not very good at defending the faith, and um, that was that was troublesome for me in in my heart because I know that people just love God, and um, I, I'm grateful uh, to be with the people, the body of Christ. But I found that we were lacking in this area, and we didn't really have the ability to defend the faith like we needed to. Uh, the world that we live in is constantly. Uh, attacking us, attacking our values, uh, attacking the truth, uh, attacking uh, the way that we live, speaking of it being old and antiquated and, you know, uh, thinking things like God could not have fully thought through uh, the relationship aspect of things because if he had, um, these things wouldn't be written here today. We live in a different time and a different space. And, and, and truthfully, historically, of course, if you go back and you look at the text, absolutely, you can find that when it was written, the, the, the times, the cultural times, the socioeconomic times, and all those kind of things were different. But the thing that remains the same is the one who wrote it and the truth behind it. And so it transcends time, cultures, environments, uh, scenarios, situations, mm -hmm. whatever it is. And so um, I wanted to I, – I, I just have this desire. I have this incredible passion uh, to get the body of Christ to move forward in this. And so, hence, I love the name of your broadcast, Kingdom Authority. And that's the thing is, is understanding, one, uh, that we're not of this mm -hmm. world and that we have an authority uh, that does not uh, respond to the ways of this world, but in and of itself, it speaks. It, does, it doesn't, the world doesn't uh, dictate a response from us. We, we, we have a, an authority that comes from a kingdom that, that's not ruled by this world. And so I really wanted to step into that. I really wanted to work with the people that are part of my close uh, circle and uh, uh, sphere of influence to really kind of dig into this place where I could bring people to this understanding, to this, to this uh, insight, if you will, to 
really not just even just read their 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 Bibles, uh, Morris, but to really spend some time talking to God through these scenarios, speaking to the Lord through these circumstances and situations and saying, show me, deal with me, and then seeking out a program like this, something that you're putting out there, something that others are, are, are putting out there, finding different authors, finding other people who are really speaking uh, into uh, the lives and breathing breath uh, into Christianity that's allowing it to be seen and known for the power and the authority that truly exists in it. And so um, that has led me to this thing. I could say so much more about this, but that has led me into this thing. And I don't know that it would take up the entire hour, but I'm going to take my time with it, as much time as you give me um, with it, and, and say the thing that I wanted to talk about, though, this afternoon was the chief aim of man, the chief aim of Man or the chief aim of humanity for the sake of someone else who may um, be listening uh, to this. And, and I try to give both sides of it as something that we can hear in, in a church lingo and something we can hear in someone who may log on to your broadcast who's, who's not uh, a Christian or churched, if you will. But the chief aim of man. So I, I want to begin tonight by, by, by saying this, that uh, we are all born into a world where, where people spend the majority of their lives in search of meaning. This, this world wow. is constantly speaking of that. They spend the majority of their lives in search of meaning. And I'm not saying, uh, you know, somebody gets to 30 and they discover it or somebody gets to 50 and they discover it. Here's, here's something that's, that's true. Over the past 28 years of me being involved in ministry at some level, I have been in uh, various different places in life with people, as have some others. But if we pay close attention, one of the things that really boggled my mind was uh, I remember specifically with the being at a hospice facility with the lady who was in her 70s, and she had had her children, she had had her grandchildren, and she had retired and all this other kind of good stuff. And I, something just gave me the, the unction to ask, you know, is there something that I can do for you? Is there somebody you want to call? Is there somebody you want to forgive? Is, is, is there somebody who I can help you connect with um, as she lay mm. in hospice and they gave her only hours to live? And you know what was very interesting? What was very interesting is that was not her focus. She, she said to me, she said, no. She said, I think I've taken care of all of that. What she said to me was that she regretted that she didn't live. Um, wow. This, this, this caused me um, an incredible amount of, 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 I'll use the term anxiety, but it really, it really struck me in my heart when she said that she didn't live. She said, I lived for everyone else. She said, I, I never really found my purpose. I never really found what I was going to do. I never really found what I was called to do. I raised my kids. I got my grandkids. I retired. I did this, that, the other. But she, 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 she said, I just didn't feel like I really lived my life. And, and so I, I found this to be, to, to, to be very interesting. And so with, with that being the backdrop of this, I've, I've also discovered that we currently live now in an age uh, where people at every turn are looking for ways uh, to, to be distinct, to, to be set apart, uh, to be different, uh, or even unusual to be honest with you, we live in an age of that, that everybody's looking to be distinct in some kind of way. And, and, and some, as a matter of fact, I'm, I'm in the middle of a series on, on, on distinction. And, and so we have this in our culture right now. It's very pervasive in our culture. And, and whether it's shock video uh, that people are producing or whether it's some strange clothing that they're wearing, is whether if they have a strange hairstyle or, or some type of wild identity uh, an announcement of, of, of some kind, uh, our society is always pushing the edges of being different or distinct. You, you, you turn on the news or you see these uh, 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 YouTube videos or you see these uh, uh, videos from, from wherever you, you can find them, Vines or whatever they call them, you, you find that, that people are out there looking uh, to be distinct, so doing just kind of over-the-top things. And, and, and so if nobody uh, really deals with them and, and, and responds to them on these things, they take it to the next level. So they start to do things like 
uh, I'm just going to skydive naked or uh, we'll go and wrestle alligators on, on, on TV or they, they, they push it so much to the point where now we have a television show called uh, Let's Just Get Married at First Sight. So we, I'm going to bypass uh-huh. the entire dating process, right? I'm going I'm to I'm bypass this entire dating process and, and all in search of meaning all in search of purpose, all in search of, 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 of being distinct and different, of, of being able to find a place. I said, I'm just going to walk up to an altar site unseen and marry somebody, or I'm, I'm going to do something crazy so that I get acknowledged in this life. And so what I've come to understand, though, is that all of these actions express the human need for significance and purpose, all of these actions, people making these wild claims, people doing all of these wild things, people going on these shows, people do, doing all of these things, they, they, all of this is, is, is in the search for significance and purpose. And so if they can't really get uh, this on social media or their 15 minutes of fame or, or something along those lines, they then turn to seek out something else, somewhere else in terms of additional pleasures of life. That's ultimately what they end up doing. They say, I, I, I want to find mm. something else in my life that brings me an additional pleasure. So let me pull up this text here uh, because when I think of people who spend their time wanting to jump into these additional pleasures of life. And for, for, for the believer even, who some of us have fallen prey a little bit to this, and it's not who God has called us to be. God has, God has really given us just so much more for us to actually walk in. I, I think of the book of Ecclesiastes. And Ecclesiastes is very interesting. The writer is so profound in making this particular comment. The writer says, in this, in this comment, that listen, everything is vanity. All, all is vanity. Yeah. And so I think of, I think of people in, in, in search of life's purpose, and, and if they can't get it in social media or, or they can't get it through a person, through a date or through a woman or through getting married or through whatever, 15 minutes of fame, they'll seek the additional pleasure of life. But, but in Ecclesiastes chapter number one, and verse 1, let me make sure I get to the right version here. It, 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 says, it says this. It says this, and I'm going to read uh, a bit here. Uh, verse 1, it says, uh, The words of the preacher, the son of David, king in Jerusalem. Vanity of vanities, says the preacher. Vanities of vanities. All is vanity. What profit has a man from his labor in which he toils under the sun. So 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 mm. interesting already his question, what what profit has a man who labors in which he toils under the sun? Verse four, one generation passes away and another generation comes. But the earth abides forever. Verse five, the sun also rises and the sun goes down and hastens to the place where it arose. The wind goes towards the south and turns around to the north. The wind whirls about continually and comes again. Verse 7, all the rivers run into the sea, yet the sea is not full. To the place from which the rivers come, they return again. All things are full of labor. Man cannot express it. The eye is not satisfied with seeing, nor the ear filled with hearing. Verse 9, that which is what will be. That which is done is what will be done. And there is nothing new under the sun. Is there anything of which it may be said, see, this is new. It has already been in ancient times before us. There is no remembrance of former things, nor will there be any remembrance of things that are to come by those 
who will come after. I, the preacher, was asking over Israel and Jerusalem. This is very, this is very mm-hmm. interesting. The preacher says this, this is all vanity. These generations come and they go. The earth abides. The sun goes up and it goes down. It, it tells us that the rivers run back to where they came from. They leave and they come back to where they come from. Verse 8, he says, listen, all things are full of labor, and man cannot express it. He tells us that even in our seeing, we are not satisfied. Even in our hearing, we are not satisfied. It. He speaks to us. He says, we are not satisfied in any of these things. Yet, 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 we see life. We see life. We see people in life pursuing these things continually, yet we find here in the scripture, in these ancient writings, the truth that still arises from them having been written thousands of years ago. Can I read you a quote by this gentleman named Andy Bannister, who belongs to RGIM, uh, which is a uh, Christian organization? Here's what he says. Andy Bannister says this, a recent poll for a major internet research company ranked what is the meaning of life as the toughest question of all coming far above the question what is love he goes on mm. to say to ask questions to ask questions about life's meaning is to raise the question of purpose what does it mean to be human this is perhaps the most important question we can wrestle with. Viktor Frankl, the Jewish psychotherapist who survived the horrors of the concentration camps during the Second World War, wrote these oft-quoted words. He says, for too long we have been dreaming a dream from which we are now waking up. The dream that if we just improve socioeconomic situations of people, everything will be okay. People will become happy. The truth is that the struggle for survival has subsided. The question has Mm -hmm. emerged, however, survival for what? Evermore, people today have the means to live, but no meaning to live for. Wow. He says, Mm -hmm. he says, it's not a question of survival anymore. The question is survival for what? And that today's culture, all of us, all of us have the ability to live better, to live better. But the meaning of life for many of us has gone by the wayside. He goes on to say what Franco was getting at was the question of meaning. Does human life have purpose? If there's something Mm. we were designed to aim at, something we were intended to be, right? If, if, if it's not true, if, if atheism is true and there is no God, then there can be no grand purpose to life. We're just freak cosmic accidents, random collections of atoms wow. thrown into the tides of time, chaos, and natural wow. selection. We are nothing more than matter, molecules, and atoms. But if that's wow. true, we also would have no inherent value or dignity. Now, mm. now, 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 Reverend Morris, this is not true for the Christian. The Christian understands right. this. The Christian who has encountered Jesus, the Christian who has tasted and seen mm-hmm. that God is good, for the Christian who has uh, lived their lives uh, around the gospel, around the word of God. They've been in the word of mm-hmm. God. They've, they've, they've been prayer. They've been, they've, they've been in prayer circles. They've seen the power of God. They've experienced him. They, they recognize that this is not true because uh, God yeah. has granted us, the believer, the roadmap to purpose. God has, Thank God you, has Jesus. granted us a roadmap to purpose. We, we're not out here as believers hoping to get on a video, hoping to get on a, on, 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 on a TV right. show or hoping to put our lives right. in this place where it could be on display trying to figure out what is the meaning of this purpose to bring significance 
to ourselves. To, so, 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 so God has granted us a roadmap to purpose. So he, he not only has redeemed us, but he has dealt with our entire life as a part of his redemption. And this is the beautiful thing about us being believers, is that, that God didn't just save us. God saved us to something, which is the, which is the key to me for, for Christianity. It's, it's the key for me of living out life is, is, is what I've been sharing uh, with people. God, God didn't just save us, but he saved us from something to something. So, so, so something. God, God mm. is, is, God is, 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 is not arbitrary in what he does. He's purposeful in how he does what he does. So, so, so God, God says, I'll bring you from here to here. We see this all throughout scripture, right? We see the type and the shadow of, of Jesus, of God delivering uh, Israel out of Egypt. We see, we see the bondage of that lifestyle. And then we see the, the, the lifestyle that he intended for us to give. He continues to speak about it. He continues to move with it. We, we, we see God's pursuit of us through the book of Hosea as, 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 as Hosea continues to pursue Gomer, we, we continue to see that God has a plan for, 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 for uh, his people, that God, God is not arbitrary in, in what he does. Even, even when we've gone off to the left, uh, uh, Gomer, God, God still sends Hosea to go and get Gomer. I, I, I want you to buy her back. Um, he's teaching us about his his love for us and how how powerful his love for us is and 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 and, and the beautiful thing is the story isn't about us it's about him it's about his redemptive purposes it's about his redemptive power it's about the depth of his love it's about the length of his love he he shows us in the book of Hosea how far he'll go to to win us back. He, he shows us that, that he asked Hosea to marry Ooh, a, a, a person who was unsavory to come into uh, his, his life. He showed, he said, I'm willing to marry you and your circumstances Ooh. because I'm not arbitrary, I'm purposeful. Hallelujah. So, so I, I didn't just ask you to do something. I, I, didn't just, I didn't just save you for a shout. I saved you to something. I'm, I'm, I'm showing you the depth Ooh, of Jesus, my Jesus. love. I need you to see the depth of my love and how I loved you and the way that I have loved you and, 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 and what it means for you to be loved by me. And see, I wish, I wish if I could just pause right here and, and step away from, uh, uh, from, from, from my notes for a moment. I wish I could uh, get people. This is my passion. This is my passion, Rev. This is my passion is it's, it's, it's to get people to understand the, the real depth of, of his love, the fact that God's pursuit of us is, is, in, is, is incredible. Not even my prayer, not even my prayer could match his pursuit. My, my, my prayer life cannot match his pursuit. His, the, the way that he pursues us is incredible. And, and if people would recognize his pursuit in here, we would start to understand the chief aim of life, which is what I'm going to get to in a moment. We, we wouldn't look for the outside applause. We wouldn't yes. look for the people outside of us to, 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 to oh, approve us or yes. to okay us. And we, would, we, would, we, we would pause and we would say, yeah, you know, I, I understand who, who created me and who made me. So I'd be a Psalm 139 Christian, a fearfully and wonderfully made Christian. I, I would know that in me is everything that I need and that God isn't trying to get something outside of me to get something into me from someone else. Uh, when I connect with him, what he does is unfold and unleashes everything oh, that is God. him in my yes. life for him that I might glorify the Lord who Woo. saved me. That's, that's what I'm after when, when I think about these kind of things. So God has given us this, this roadmap, amen, and he's dealt with all of us our, our entire life. So, so, so God makes it possible for us. God makes it possible for us to orient our whole life towards him. He makes it possible for us to orient our whole life towards him because we have to understand that the heart of the resurrection is the power to restore the purpose of God that we allow to become so marred and twisted as we continue to live this life. See, so, so, so in the resurrection, if we understood that, that God, God, there's a restorative, there, there's an informative power 
that, that's involved in the resurrection that allows us to, to, to walk back and be restored in the purpose that has been so marred and twisted as we continue to walk this life, because we start walking down this life as we get saved, right? We come to the altar, we ask Jesus into our heart, we come in, we get a Bible, we start going to church, we start going to Bible study, we start speaking a language, we do this, that, the other, and then, and then if we're not careful, as we travel through this life, it can become marred. Our life can become marred and, 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 and twisted uh, by the things that we yes, see sir. and the things that we hear, right? And when, and, 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 and when we get tired, when we get tired of, of, of well-doing, when we when, when we get tired of, of, of doing uh, the things that God told us to do, it, it, it can start to look like something different than, than, than what we wanted to do. But, but, but God has made a way for all of us. He has made a way for all of us. So, so let me get to uh, this text. I have, I have another, but let me get to this text uh, that I wanted to share with you here. So John 17, 3. I believe you made mention of this being one of your favorite texts. This this text right here uh, revolutionized my life because um, mm-hmm. when, when mm-hmm. I, I had read it, I had read it over the past 28 years, but something happened to me. Something happened to me about seven years ago, seven, eight years ago when, when, when I read this text because it, it spoke to me. It kind of it liberated me. It gave me uh, some Christian freedom. Yes, it, it stopped me from being religious and, and, and it, uh, it yes, helped sir. me understand my relationship. Amen? And so John yes. seventeen three says this. It says, and, and this is eternal life, that they mm-hmm. may know you, the only true God and Jesus Christ whom you mm. have sent. Amen. I, I, let, let, mm. me, let, me, let me say this out of this text, that, that the chief aim of life for everyone. Now, now watch this. I, I'm, 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 I'm going to put this together. So hang with me if you're listening or hang with me. If, you, if, if you're, it's a replay and you're listening to a lady, hang with me. I promise you I'm going to do everything in my power to sew it up. But, but the chief aim of life for everyone can you hear me? I'm about to make a statement. Including the unbeliever is not Woo! to discover themselves, but to know the true God Jesus. and Jesus Christ. That, that, that is the true aim of life for every human, is to know God, the true God, and Jesus Christ. That's the true aim. That's the only thing that is going Love to you. satisfy Every person whose heart is beating, who has a soul, who was made and created in the image of God. And so the aim of the gospel is not, watch this, is not to get us to do right, but to receive Jesus, who is our righteousness. That's it. God Almighty, help me. See, so so mm-hmm. we, we we spend a lot of and this is I hope I hope this frees somebody because this was my freedom. So it may not be your freedom, but but maybe it opens the door for something new uh, for God to reveal to you in some revelatory manner. But let me say this to you: this was my freedom. The the freedom of was God wasn't looking for me to do right because even in my best effort, my righteousness is as filthy rags. So it, it, He wasn't looking for me to do right. He was looking for me to connect with His righteousness. So for me, there was was liberty in this whole thing when I understood, oh, so God's desire for me then is to know him. So so the scripture says this is eternal life. This is what it is to know God and his son. Not for me to be righteous. Not for me to even act like I'm righteous, but to know him. So, 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 so here's, here's the thing. When I understand that Jesus is my righteousness, instead of striving to get right, I spend my time resting in the one who is right. See, see? So, so I, I put aside all this striving, all of this, I, all of this, I need to pray more. I need to, I need to pray for an hour. I need to pray for two. Don't get me wrong, folks. Please hear me when I tell you. 
there's absolutely positively nothing wrong with prayer. I suggest that you do it several times right. a day. I suggest that you start your day in prayer. I suggest that in the middle of the day. I suggest that at the end of the day. I suggest that whenever you have an unction to pray, that you spend your time in prayer. But please, please understand something. The, the, the thing about it is, is that I, believers have to learn to rest in the righteousness that has already been provided for them because there's so much striving in the hearts of believers. I get this all the time. Pastor, I don't know what my purpose is. I don't know what God wants to do with me. I've been saved for X, Y, and Z years, and I still don't know what it is that God's trying to do in my life. I've been trying to do the right thing. I've been trying to do this. I tithe. I offer. I pray. I come to Bible study. I do this, that, and the other. I serve. We got a soup kitchen. We got a clothes pantry. We do such and such and this, that, and the other, so on and so forth. Can I tell you something? Uh, you're working too hard. God, God's interested in you resting in the righteousness of Christ. That's yes, a, God's interested yeah. in you. So you, you keep looking for a purpose and what you do instead of resting in the one who already did it. And that's, that's what the problem is. So we, we find ourselves, we find ourselves constantly pulling on stuff, trying to figure out, well, how do I get here, and how do I get these people to be okay, and how do I get those folks to be okay, and, and, and these people didn't let me into their circle. Can, 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 can I tell you something? God, God is so purposeful. God is so divine. There's things that God will not let you be a part of because he never intended for you to be a part of, but what he does want you to know is that if you rest in him, whatever's supposed to be in your life, nobody can stop it, and whatever's not supposed to be in your life, Nobody can put it in your life. You, it's that kind of rest right there. It's the kind of rest where you lay down at night and you say, that didn't work out the mm. way that I thought it was going to work out, but I'm going to get in my bed and go to sleep. I have peace. I trust the one. I trust the one who called me, who saved me, who delivered me, who has blessed my life. I trust him. So I'm going to sleep right now. I'm not going to worry about those things because what God has for me, then God has for me. So it's a matter of resting in those things. So I, I say this, I say this, I say this Reverend Morris, my kingdom authority is in his righteousness, not in my attempt yes, to be Lord. good or to be known. That's see, see my, 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 my kingdom authority, my, my authority in the kingdom is not in my righteousness or in my attempt to be good or to be known. But it's in him. My authority comes in him. It's not about me being good, and it's not about me being known. Nobody has to invite me to anything. Nobody has to, nobody has to approve of me in anything. What I have to do is get a hold of his righteousness and walk in that. My kingdom authority is in who I know. It's in who I know. It's in who I'm connected with in regards to the king of glory. That's what it's about, listen, listen, what I was made for, built to do, manifest, yes, what, what was simply to manifest the kingdom through That's the one it. who saved me. My, my life it. is to be a conduit. My life is to be a conduit to the one who saved me, to the one who called me. So to be a conduit to that. So through me, there should be kingdom authority, but I can't get it unless I'm resting in the one who has the authority because they won't be my authority. So, So my authority, when it's not responded to, will frustrate me. But when I'm walking in his authority and it's not responded to, I know that he makes all things work together for the good to those who love him and are the called according to his purpose. So I get, once again, I get out of my effort. I get out of my effort and I stay in my faith. I begin to walk out my faith. Let me take it a step further and give you the second passage of scripture. Here's what I mean here. Here's, here's, here's what I mean. So Philippians chapter number three. I'm, I'm going to read uh, uh, quite a bit here and then uh, work on wrapping it up and, and give some time for potential uh, Q&A in this uh, scenario. Philippians chapter number three, verse one, it says this. This is Paul talking, of course, and listen to, listen to this very carefully. Paul says quite a lot in this text here. He says, though, verse one, though I also might Find, might have confidence in the flesh. If anyone else thinks he may have confidence in the flesh, I more so circumcised the eighth day of the stock of Israel, 
of the tribe of Benjamin, a Hebrew of Hebrews concerning the law, a Pharisee concerning zeal, persecuting the church concerning the righteousness which is in the law, blameless. But what things were gained to me, these things I have counted for loss. Yet I indeed also count all things for loss for the excellence of the knowledge of Christ Jesus my Lord, for whom I have suffered loss of all things, and count them rubbish that I might gain Christ. Verse 9. And be found in him, not having, here it is, not having my own righteousness, which is from the law, but that which is through faith in Christ, the righteousness which is from God by faith, that I may know him, the power of his resurrection, and the fellowship of his sufferings, being conformed, this is the part that we don't like, to his death. By any means I may obtain to the resurrection from the dead. Not that I already have attained or I'm already perfected, but I press on that I may lay hold of that which Christ Jesus has laid hold of me. Now now in this text, in this text here, this is this is one of my second favorite passages of scripture. Here is this Philippians three, one through twelve. In this text, I want to just point out a few things that Paul is saying here, the Apostle Paul is saying here. In the early part of this text, Paul shares his credentials and why he could brag if he wanted to. Paul says to everyone, listen, if there's anyone who should have confidence in this flesh, in this natural man, hey, it's me. It's me. And even more because of where I came from, the people that I was around, their, their intellectual abilities. I'm, I'm a Hebrew of Hebrews concerning the law of Pharisee. Uh, um, Lord, I, 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 I'm, I'm blameless. He, he says, he lays out his credentials for us, and then he gets to uh, verse 7. <laughs> by, by the time he gets to verse 7, he changes his tune. He says, but what things were gained to me, these things I have counted lost for Christ. Yet indeed, I also count all things. I, I love this. He says, yet indeed, I also count all things, not some. He said, all things are lost for the excellence of the knowledge of Christ Jesus, my Lord for whom I have suffered the loss of all things. I love this. I count them as rubbish that I might gain Christ. Mm. Paul, Paul, the apostle Paul says, listen, listen. And this, so, so I use this text in the backdrop of how I began uh, this conversation tonight about how everyone is looking for this purpose, how everyone is looking to, to be known, how everyone is looking to be seen. And even, even the believers, we, we have to be careful lest we fall into this trap uh, because it's not, it's not what we were designed to do. See, I, we're, we're fighting the design uh, when we start looking outside of God for this purpose because Jesus and God, they are the chief aim. They are the chief aim of man is, is, is to know God, is, is to know his son. He's, he's the chief aim. So Paul says this here in this text. Paul says, hey, listen to me very carefully. I have learned everything there was to learn in this current world. I, I've learned all of the things that, that would cause someone to come to me. But Paul looks at it and he says, hey, but I want to tell you something. All of these things, I count them as garbage. I count them as rubbish. I count them as nothing. Yeah. I've lost all things. I count all of it as nothing that I might win Christ. I wonder if we ever get to a point where we make him the chief aim, and then we will recognize oh that the things that we get oh are just a blessing. They're, they're, they're just a blessing. And so, but we never aim for them. We recognize that God is the chief aim and that he has supplied everything that we need to get his purpose out, to do what he needs us to do. Can I take it this far and say this to you? Uh, let me say this. I believe this with all of my heart. Everything that God blesses me with Everything that God resourced me with is so that I can turn around and resource the kingdom. I'm not just talking about that's finances. Right. I'm talking about gifts, talents, time, yes, anointing, right. purpose, 
relationships, uh, whatever resources that I have. So when God resources me, I recognize that he called me to be a resource back into the kingdom. He's called me to expand the kingdom through what I have, through what he has given me, and different things along those lines. And that is where I think we, we need to grasp this to understand, because he's my chief aim. He's, he's my chief aim. He's going to be my satisfaction in all of this. So, so there's something else that's very significant in this text here, Reverend. There's something else very, very significant. Paul, Paul says this, this here, and this could be missed often, in the end of verse number 12. Paul says, I press to get a hold of what got a hold of me. <laughs> we, Ooh, if we're not careful, we'll, we'll miss this in the text. Paul says, I press to get a hold of what got a hold of me. I spend my time focusing on what got a hold of me. So I, 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 I love this because Paul says, I press to live this out. I, I press to please him. I, I, I'll, I'll take it a little further. And I believe that Paul said, I press because I'm prone to wonder if I don't stay curious about the power of God that changed me. If I don't stay curious, about the power oh, of God. If I don't press into that, if I if I don't press into what God has done for me, the thing that apprehended me, Paul says, I gotta continue to look into that because that thing totally revolutionized, changed my life. It changed my aim. So my aim was no longer being a Pharisee, a Hebrew of Hebrews. My, it wasn't about me being from the stock of Israel or from the tribe of Benjamin. It was it was no longer any of these things. My aim was to count everything as lost that I might know him, the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his suffering. This is where, this is where it was beautiful to me. This is where the text is beautiful. This is where uh, God says stuff to us that speaks to our lives that causes our lives to be changed and revolutionized. And so I, w- I would say this, I would say this, the chief aim, the chief aim of man, the chief aim of life is not to acquire things, is not to be known, is not, is, is not to be well-liked, is, is not to be friends with the upper echelon, is, is, is not to be clapped for in the city square. The chief aim of life is to know him, is to know him and his son, is to know God and his son. It is nothing else, nothing else. This is the, this is the chief, aim of, chief aim of life, is to be in and, and, and curious about the one who pursued us and gave his only begotten son for our lives. In our opening text, well, in our text in John 7, John says this. When John uses the term eternal life, he says, this is eternal life. I want to make sure I say this so people can say, did you match up these two scriptures? Let me just back up for a second and say this. When John says, this is eternal life, to know the true God and Jesus Christ, his son. He's speaking of a life that is beyond this one. And it's the only thing that makes sense in this life. And that's through knowing God in Jesus Christ. So he had to say, this is eternal life because it's the only thing that will make sense for the current life that you live right now. If he didn't say that, you would think that this life is a mess. You would think that this life is, a, is just trouble and just struggle and just trial and just tribulation and just ups and downs. You, you, would, you, 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 wouldn't, you wouldn't grasp it. But he says, he says, this is the only thing that gives meaning to life on earth is to tell you that we're speaking about eternal life. We're talking about forever. Because when you only think in the temporary, in any circumstance or situation, the burden of that can be so heavy, it can feel unbelievable. But, to, but he speaks to my now. He speaks to my struggle. He speaks to my discomfort. Oh my he speaks God. to my tension. Oh my he speaks to my being human. He speaks to this when he says this. That's the only thing that gives me hope and comfort. Is he says, no God and no Jesus. That is what will give you comfort. No God and no Jesus. That's the only thing that will explain your trials 
or your tribulation. That's the only thing that will keep you through. I love, I love what, 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 what God says to Paul when he asked him to take the thorn out of his flesh. I know we preach it a lot. Yes, sir. I know we preach it a lot, but, but hear yes, it. Yes, sir. But hear it. But hear it Say the way it. he said it. Hear it the way he said it. He says, listen, I'm paraphrasing here, but he says, listen, if God, everything is great. I love what you're doing in my life. But if you could just take this one thing away from me, this right. is probably one of the most beautiful <laughs> pictures that you can find in Scripture. He says, God says to him, Paul, my grace is sufficient for you. My grace Paul, is sufficient for you. So, in other words, he didn't remove Ooh, what Paul Jesus. was asking him to remove. Thank you, Lord. But what he Thank did you, was he said, I'm going to give you me in place of your request. And Thank all you, Jesus. that, whoop, Paul, that is going to be enough. I'm going to give you Ooh, me my God. in place of the removal of your request. I'm going to give you me. So the chief aim of man, the chief aim of man, uh, it's to know God, his provision, his wisdom, his word, his ways, his power, his authority, his sovereignty, his joy, his truth, his, his, all of these things. This, these are things that are the chief aim of man. And, and if man does not grasp these, because it's not to know God to repeat him, it's to know God in relationship. Because in moments like that where you say, God, if you would just change this and God doesn't answer it the way you wanted him to, but he says, no, I'm not going to remove that from you, son or daughter. My grace is about to be sufficient for you in this moment. It doesn't make you Paul. It just shows you how God might deal with your life in a certain circumstance or situation because it never stopped Paul's purpose. Reverend, it never stopped Paul's purpose. He kept going on, My God. but when he asked God, God answered and said, make me your chief aim. Don't worry about the mm-hmm. thorn. It's just another way to look at it, isn't it? It's just another way to look at it. <laughs> it starts to make sense for us in life that this is a temporary life. This is temporary. Come on. And we're sojourners. Come on, Pastor. We're, we're, right? Yes, we're sojourners in this life. We, we're, 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 we're not going to be here forever. And so if we're going to live Come it on, well, on. we need to make our aim the Father and his Son. John 17, 3. That's what he said. Amen? Amen. Lord Amen. have mercy. Amen. I'm, t- I'm telling Amen. you, I have had to go on, um, just step away because I have been crying. Because this, when you said we don't defend the faith like we should, because the mm. world is attacking, and then you went to went into how we have an authority that doesn't respond by the world system. Mm. Listen, people mm. of God, it's not about pastor's already said it. I'm telling you, I had to repent just now because I have not always defended the faith. And I have not always, it just just released me again. And I have to do this, seems like over and over again at times because I get stuck into, and this is a transparent moment, I get stuck into what I am doing in the world. And listen, people of God, I know many of us have done this over and over again, and we forget about it's about relationship. It's about the fact that what Pastor said, that our authority is not in our righteousness. It's in him, and he makes us right. That is so powerful, and I'm so glad you said that to us tonight. Yeah. It's just, I'm I'm in. um, Amen. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> What's so incredible about what you said, Pastor, is that, you know, there's times when, and here's another transparent moment, uh, there's times when I have done it in my effort, and I know what I'm doing in my effort because I see the 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 <laughs> devalued fruit, let me say it that way, 
Mm-hmm. It's just it's mm-hmm. not the it's not the good fruit, you know. And so you said this: get out of our efforts and stay in our faith, our faith yes. in God. Oh my goodness! Yes. And he he pursues us. I you said. I, and I, I'm sorry to keep saying this stuff, but this no. is just so powerful, and I just began to repent while you were talking and saying, Lord, thank you that you pursue me. I, there is no prayer that is as powerful as his, whoop, thank you, Jesus, mm. as his love and <laughs> pursuit for us. I'm telling I'm you telling that you. blessed my mm. heart. Mm. Oh, Amen. Jesus. <laughs> he loves you. He loves you, people of God. He loves us. Oh, how he loves us. We mm. sing the song, oh, how I love Jesus. But he loves us more than we yes. ever love him. Woo. Yes. Thank you, Jesus. Yes. Hallelujah. Yes. Hallelujah. I mean, I have mm. just been weeping. Thank you, God. Hallelujah. Thank you, God. And so, Pastor, oh. go ahead, because you have time. If you have something else to say, I do definitely want you to also pray for the people of God that we will establish the relationship with him. And that's for all of us. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, God. Absolutely. Absolutely. You, you know, again, I just wanted to to say to those who may hear the show or, or, or listen to it at, at another time, please, please understand. The, the aim of the gospel is to glorify God. When when you log yes, on yes. to Reverend Morris's show, when you log on to that, her the, God gave her this assignment to, to to glorify Him. So cover this. That's right. Pray about it. Pray pray that God will continue to meet people. Pray that God will send people who just who need something in a moment. Just. To, when when they log on to the show, pray that they'll be perusing uh, through Blog Talk and 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 will find this show and pause Woo! and listen to re and, and to listen to replays. Pray pray that God will 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 minister the gospel to people when when, when they hear these things. It, pray that they won't even know uh, that there'll be people who logged on that didn't know they needed. What she's offering. Pray for Reverend Morris. Pray that you cover her life. Pray that you cover her assignment in the kingdom. Pray that God would just continue to use her, not just not just in this way, but in other ways too. That God would open up more windows. That God would open up more doors. That God would open up more avenues for her life. Pray that over her life, and just believe God for it. Just just believe God for it. Listen to me. I, I, w- I want to wrap this up by telling you this. There's so much for us to learn about God, so much for us to yes. learn about God. Please, folks, continue. Continue your pursuit of him, but know this more importantly. He's pursuing you. He is pursuing you. He wants oh, you more than yeah. you could ever possibly imagine. Let me pray and follow uh, my instructions that was given here Reverend Morris, for, for, for people in general and then for pastors. Amen. God, Amen. thank you today. It is your desire that the gospel be preached to every nation, to every person, that God, that they would hear the gospel and that God, that they would make a decision, God, to become your disciples for the rest of their lives, God. That they thank would you, make Jesus. a decision, God, to say, I'm going to live for God for the rest of my life. And God, that they would say, is, I'm not going to try to be perfect. I'm going to live you, and rest in the pursuit of what God has done for me Thank you, so that I will cease from striving and cease to, cease to believe. And then, God, they will know that that love will change their heart, God, and they will lose the appetite, habits, and decisions for things, God, that they know are contrary to you. So we pray, Father God, for people who do not know you, for people who have maybe even heard the gospel but hadn't responded, God, that they would respond, not just tonight, God, but tomorrow, that people would run into Reverend Moore's, that people would run into others, God, and that they would respond, and that you would give us the words of life in that moment, God, that we would be able to speak to them, to their circumstance and their situation because of you. And then we pray for pastors tonight, God. I, I even pray for the young men 
who took his life earlier this week, Father God, as yes, a pastor. Lord, Lord yes, God, Lord. if you're hurting out there tonight and you're a pastor, you're a leader, we cover you. We pray for you. We pray for your family. We pray for your kids. Yes, Lord. We pray for your finances. We pray for your emotional health. We pray for your mental health. We pray for your marriage. We pray. We cover everything yes, that's connected God. to you. Yes, we, 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 we pray that, there's, that there is not just favor, but that you have a strategy from God about how you're supposed to live your life. And we thank you for strength in your body. When you're weak, we thank you for strength. We thank you for, 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 for security. We thank you for a sound mind. And we thank you for truth covering you and going before you and all that you do. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. 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 Bless amen. Praise God. Pastor, amen. yes, amen. We, just, we keep you lifted up in prayer. And believe me, we do keep you lifted up in prayer out here. And so I Appreciate just want to thank you again. Thank your family for allowing you this time to do this, and also Thank um, you. vertical um, church. Yeah, I, I, it's it's a blessing. I'm gonna tell you, I am gonna want you back on again. <laughs> <laughs> it's my pleasure. It's my pleasure. This, Thank you. The gospel must be preached, but people have to understand the gospel in its purest form, and this is pure. Mm. And I appreciate you. Um, for allowing God to use you. I thank God for your very life, everything. I thank God for your very life, for this moment and this time, for the people that will hear your voice and will hearken to the word and the voice of God through your voice. I'm telling you, this message is going to the uttermost parts of the world and the earth. And I believe, I honestly believe this is the season, the due season for this word. Man. Um, I believe that. Um, it's revelatory, and it's a confirmation for me, so I appreciate. It's not about me, but it's about what we're doing for, for God and to glorify him. So I thank you again, um, and I appreciate you, my brother. Amen. Likewise, I appreciate you, and I'm so honored to have been a part of your program. Thank you, thank you, thank you, and we're praying for you as well. Thank you. I appreciate that. Listen, people of God, um, I know you've heard the word, and if you're listening to this live, so many of you are on. Thank you so much. And those who will continue to listen to this, I appreciate each and every one of you. It is not about me. It is about the gospel of Jesus Christ, and it's about the kingdom of God. It's about God. And I want you to know that Jesus does love you. Mm. He loves us so dearly. And whatever we do here on the Kingdom Authority broadcast, it's to uplift and it's to glorify God. Uh, I believe that God is glorified, especially on tonight, um, through the the teaching, through the um, words, and through the spirit um, of God in Pastor Demetrius Colbert. I do want you to check out um, Vertical Church Phoenix. And y'all know I don't I don't tell people to go to too many different places. I'm very protective and I'm very um, selective about where I tell you to go. So I want you to make sure you check out the website, Vertical Church um, Phoenix. And let me just say www.verticalphx.com. Make sure you check them out. And I want you to follow his Facebook page, um, Demetrius, D-E-M-E-T-R-I-U-S, Colbert, or you can go to Vertical. Pastor, is it, um, where do you want them to go to follow you on Facebook? Yeah, so they can go to, so I'm also a certified Christian life coach, so you can go to either one of those. You can go to Demetrius L. Colbert, which in it says life coach, or you can go to Demetrius Colbert, either one of those, and just connect with me there. I'd love to connect with you, encourage you, pray for you. Um, things along those lines. So either of those two places uh, are perfectly fine to connect. Praise God. Praise God. And so those of you who are listening, you know I don't do that very often. Um, and so I just believe in what God has done with this um, young man. So I want to thank each and every one of you for joining on tonight. Um, next week we have on two powerful um, women of God, um, Dr. Amanda Amen. Goodson and Dr. And Dr. Yvette um, 
um, Rice, who's going to be on. Listen, I'm full tonight, right. so I may sound like I'm not excited, but I'm, I've been challenged and pushed, and so I'm excited about that. But Dr. Amanda and Dr. Yvette will be on next week, and they're talking about their new book release, and it's an exclusive interview, and it's the first one. And so look for that. Awesome. Follow me on Facebook page. What's coming up this this particular um it's not just a book, and so we'll talk more about what that is, and you'll see some Facebook Live things going on and possibly on my YouTube channel. I'm not sure how we'll do that, but I do want you to join in next week. I'm telling you, you will be blessed. Both are not just doctors, but they're also um, elders and pastors in the body of Christ, and they are doing some miraculous things even in their profession. And so it's amazing what God is doing with the people of God in the kingdom. It's amazing. And so please join again on next week, same time, same place. I appreciate you all. I'm your host, Reverend Dancia Jones-Morris. God bless you and have a great night. Mm-hmm.